0: And we're live. Welcome to Panfish Nation. Hey, I got it right, James. I didn't say Panfish Weekly.
1: That's right. You did. You did. <laughs> you did get it
0: broke. So, it's hard. It's, thank you. I'm trying. Uh, we're enjoying a little of this lemon lime bubbly. Try not to drink dye pop anymore. And man, am I getting sleepy by not doing it? Kind of like when your coffee, coffee maker, like when your coffee maker broke, and you like took the wrath of. Doc, out on everybody around you?
1: I, I don't know why you want to bring up those sad, tragic days like that. It's just it's sad, Mark. It really is. It makes you sad.
0: Uh, we got everybody coming in the chat. Let's let's take a look and see who's out there. Uh, we'll start out by saying hello to everybody. Thanks, for everybody, for coming. I want to say uh, we appreciate it. Our guest had uh, something come up. He'll be on next week, so, uh, so stay tuned. We'll, uh, we'll get that taken care of for you. We'll get him on. Let's see who's in chat, James. I see... Two old vets. I see Betty, a couple crosses fishing. I see two stands fishing. Country boy catfishing. You ever notice that country boy is a bad word in Google land? Yes. I don't yes. know why I, that I, is.
1: And John and John boy.
0: And John boy, they don't like that down, either. I
1: think, right. I think we've narrowed it down to uh, the boy. They do not like that phrase. Do you
0: think that's what it, no it is?
1: That, I think that's what it
0: is. It's, um, it's before you
1: get calling any more people out, uh, I've got two things to say. One, Bo Creek, I'll get back to you after the show uh, about that, and we'll work something out. And I want to say hi to Dee before Mark does because I would never. Son of my favorite I feeling.
0: said hello to Betty before you said so we're good, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say hello to Katie, Katie Dockery. Hello, me, D- and I, okay. a special shout out. Uh, wait, a special shout out to that fine young man, Harley Dockery. Was responsible. Well, Harley and Katie are responsible for the, the infamous doc video.
1: I'm never going hence the,
0: the name, name anywhere over again. Dockery. How come no one's a, like I've been waiting for somebody to get take that idea from me without mentioning it, calling that act Dockery. I Dockery'd it. No, no. Kind of like Munson, yeah. you remember that?
1: Yeah, I I, I, I remember.
0: I remember. <laughs> uh, I I go, can I go back to saying hello to the good people? Yeah, go back to saying hello. They're the talking about panfish. <laughs> uh, yes. All right, Bill Podchat, the boss man. I hear is his nickname. Miss Cindy Stokes. Hopefully, she's taking good care of Lyle. If you guys don't know, Lyle's feeling a little under the weather, so we're going to cover for him for a couple of weeks. Hopefully, we we'll, uh uh live up to uh your expectations from watching him for for a long time. He's been on with. Catfish Weekly for, what was it? Was it seven years or five years? Seven years. Seven, seven years.
1: Coming up with seven years.
0: I don't Seven well, I years ago, I wasn't old I enough need, to drink.
1: Yeah, but I don't understand why i all signed up for that extra long class, you know, to have those guys experiment with you know, money like that.
0: Is that I mean, what it is?
1: It's just a prostate. Well, yeah, I heard it was some sort of a prostate class that the college has to teach, and he signed up. I, it's like
0: three weeks. I'm- I thought down. a prost is it a prostate trial? You know where they uh I, I treat, an exam, treat an exam, treat an exam, treat yeah, an exam. I think
1: that's what it is. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what it is.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> hello again, Miss Cindy. Uh you're well worth saying hello to twice, most definitely. Uh hello going Country Boy Catfish and Dale Hayslip. Uh Dave Garchar, what's up? Eric Burnside. Eric Burnside had a couple of giveaways. He gave away some uh I think it was a, um, for a subscriber giveaway. He had reached a certain level. I want to say 200 maybe. I could be mistaken. I apologize if I got that wrong, Eric. But he gave away some of my favorite stuff. He gave away two gift cards to Subway Sandwiches, and he gave one gift card to Chick-fil-A. There you Man go. after my own heart. Uh, Ernie Brown, what's up, Ernie? Uh, fishing with the Chad. Great show tonight, Chad. Way to go. Um and I, I'm willing to bet that you have Crocs in your closet, Ch- uh, Chad. So I don't doubt that at all. Fishing and cooking with Mike Chavez. What's going on, Mike? Uh, fishing the Mid South. What's up, buddy? Georgia fisherman. How are you, sir? Uh, hello, D. Getting hooked on fishing with D. I'm saying hello to her, making sure I uh, stress to her I am saying hello to her because I get in all sorts of trouble if I miss her. Mike Greenwell fishing. Uh, there's that that fine young lad, Harley Dockery. Hilljack catfishing.
1: He's, He's Harley's actually out fishing with my grandson Easton tonight. So that's
0: fantastic. Hi, how you doing, Easton? That's a cool name. I like that name a lot. I really do. Uh good good choice of names there, Harley. Hilljack catfishing again. John Patrick Jr., JP three. Justin's fishing fetish. You notice he has a wrench? Nobody can touch him in here?
1: I noticed Gabby's dad has a wrench. I know. how did
0: that happen? Uh, Kevin right Baker, now. nuts and bolts fishing. Uh, Michael Morello, what's going on, Michael? He was live today. It was nice to chat with him for a little while while I was taking lunch off of working. Uh, Mike Irvin, what's going on, Mike? Mindy Hogan, I believe is that a new name? Do you recall seeing Mindy in there? I no, I think
1: that is a new name.
0: Okay, well, hello, Mindy, and welcome to uh, Panfish Nation. We're, we're happy to have you. Uh, Mo Creek fishing. What's going on, Robert? How are you? He's been working all. Really hard this week. Uh, muskrat adventures. Muskrat is having uh, Brian from uh, Flint Hill catfishing on tomorrow. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, P City Smitty catfishing. I think I finally learned how to say that name without fumbling it up, and that's a lot for me, James. You know that that
1: is a lot. That's I get to
0: talking, and, and, and my brain outruns my mouth, and I can't keep up, or the other way around. <clears throat> Philip Williams. What's going on, Philip? I believe that's another new one. If not, welcome back. If so, welcome to the show. So go. Steve, Steve, what's up? Sunfish Assassin. Big fan of the show. He was out there cooking on his channel all week, uh, or in the past couple weeks. Thomas Littlepage. Uh, Uncle Lou. What's going on, Uncle Lou? And your boy, Troy Catfishing. Uh, I'm seeing names pop up. Robert Andrews. I'm going to go back through this list real quick, and then we can always check it again. If I don't get you now, I uh... Fish and Chick, what's up, Fish and Chick? Welcome. David Garchar. Dan's Creations and Adventures, he made some cool signs for, for uh, Kevin and, and Anna. Those were pretty cool. Kevin posted them all over uh, social media today. Uh, Dale Hayslip, one of the finer names in catfish. Chad Nolte, that just sounds like a good catfishing name or a good fishing name in general, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. There's a, a gentleman I forget what his first name, but the last name is Nolte. That's uh, one of the co-hosts on the the Bent podcast from the Mediator crew. I listen to them guys a lot, so uh, that, that that brings that to name. So, all right, I think I got most of everybody. If I missed anybody, uh, Christina, what's going on, Christina? Welcome. I don't want to miss one of the ladies. I get in a lot of trouble for that. Thank you, you Docry, do. for really rubbing it in with D for today. I do not appreciate <sighs> well, it. What just, what whatsoever?
1: What you asked me to help out. I'm here to help out Mark.
0: That's I'm just
1: a helping type of person.
0: Mm. Somebody actually called me a very nice fella just now. Uh, Hill Jack catfishing. Do you believe that?
1: That he wait till you get to know him, Hilljack. That that may not be that may not always be the case.
0: <laughs> I have to talk to my wife about that. She thinks I'm kind of nice on most days. All right, let's get out of bait shop mode. I've been watching that bait shop post links in there that I'm in bait shop mode. Let's start talking about panfish, man. So today we were talking a little bit in private chat, and you had a list of your catches for the year.
1: Yes, sir, I do.
0: Do you want to share that that with the crowd? You guys got to hear this. He keeps track of everything he catches
1: here's here's the thing all right at the beginning of the year somebody or last year and end of last year somebody had asked me how many fish i caught in one year and it got me thinking i have no idea i I really and truly don't you know i mean i fish a a lot compared to you know most people and stuff like that so i started keeping a, a daily you know every time i'd go out a daily log of of how many fish i caught what kind of fish all this stuff well we all thought 2020 You know, 2021 was going to be better. It it went downhill for me right off the bat. Uh, I was out fishing, hurt my foot, ended up in this stupid boot, and it's limited my mobility as far as where I can fish and how I can fish and stuff like that. So after two months, I can finally say I am free of the boot. I no longer have to wear this stupid thing, so I'm going to start me a big bonfire, and it's going up in flames. So... But as of right now, I have, let me see, let me make sure I get this right. Okay, I have fished 56 days so far this year. I have caught 603 fish, and of those, I have uh, turned loose 417 fish. And I've caught trout, bluegill, red-eared sunfish, uh, flathead, channel cat, blue cat, um white and black crappie, spotted bass, black bass, hybrid bass, and, of course, the notorious Asian carp. So.
0: Now, did you snag that Asian carp?
1: Yes, yes. Okay. That's pretty much the only way way to catch it. it. Right. And I wasn't going to count them, but Katie was like, well, you're catching them on a rod and reel, and so you you probably should count them. But I've been actually keeping track of, of those, and I may later on down the road take those numbers completely out. So, you could always put an it,
0: asterisk next to them and be fine with it, right? I, I
1: could. Yeah, I could. But, uh, but yeah, I've, I've got a certain goal in mind, and I'm not going to say what the goal is. Certain people know, but, I mean, it's it's a high number of how many fish I want to get this year. And I am I am praying to God I, I can either wrap myself in bubble wrap and, you know, finish out the year strong or something. I'm going to have to start fishing in Bass Pro Aquarium or something because it's just... It's not looking good right now, folks.
0: Uh, you got plenty of time to catch up, and if you don't make that number, there's always next year, right?
1: Oh yeah, this is
0: true. It's not going to kill you in the chases. What's 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 uh, what it's all about? But those are some pretty impressive numbers there, James. I have to admit. So, have you gotten out in the last week or so to fish?
1: Um, I've uh, I think I fished three or four days last week. Um, I've taken the last two days off. One because today was. I had a doctor for to get that boot removed. and mm-hmm. and But I'm, I'm going straight at it heart and, hot and heavy tomorrow morning Is I'm going to start back up, and I'm going to go down to uh, Thomas seal and I think the we're just going to sit down there most of the day and just see how many of these we can knock out. Mm-hmm. So am just going after either size channel, cuts, that's all we're doing.
0: There you go. Pan size. W- w- Pan, Pan size, side. what do you consider them, fiddlers, <laughs> whole fryers? What do you call them?
1: um I, I just call them eaters you know I, i've heard people call them fiddlers i've heard them you know unders and and all that other stuff to us it's just food
0: yeah hill so jack catfishing like says that the wind has him all messed up uh it's been the it, same it here, here too. Yeah, yeah i've it, been it i was out, been. out well let's talk about that let's talk about how uh to combat the wind on windy days, do you have any tips for the people out there when you're out there looking, whether it's crappie, bluegill, even eater, panfit, eater, eater, catfish or whatever, or, or is it is it pretty much a lost cause?
1: Um, not necessarily. Depending on how long uh, or how many windy days there are, you know, if you have like four, three or four win- good windy days, like up here where we live, um, there's a constant breeze blowing through here or a constant wind, and, and most of the time it's usually oh 10 to 15 miles an hour so if it blows out of the north or the south you know whatever direction for three or four days well we're going to fish whatever opposite end of that lake or pond that the wind's blowing at because it's blowing all that you know nutrients and stuff like that and the smaller fish are chasing that and the bigger fish are chasing those so We'll usually try to find some place to get out of the wind. And that's a good portion of the time is why I don't go live a lot when I am out fishing. is because I can't stand the wind.
0: The wind noise. The wind, yeah, I I I the video,
1: yeah, the wind noise is just horrible. So,
0: yeah, yeah, Eric I, Massey. I,
1: I know enough places. Oh, hey, Eric.
0: Yeah. I know Eric's enough places the-
1: around here that uh, I can get out of the wind. So mm-hmm. I, I try to as much as I can, but it still doesn't do a lot.
0: Yeah, and on a, on a boat, it's if you're not fishing docks, get the nose, like Eric is saying, get the nose of the boat in the, into the wind. But sometimes when you're bank fishing, uh you're pretty much at the mercy. If if it's pretty windy out, I, when I say pretty windy, I won't fish anything over 20 miles an hour, definitely 15 miles an hour probably. I'll try to pick a spot, not where the fish are going to be biting most likely but where i'm fishing into the wind just like i would be on a boat so that kind of works out for me um not always great but it's the best you can do sometimes you just got to get out and fish kind of get that your fishing zen time in right
1: yep see and a lot of times if if it's really windy like the other day we had uh uh gusts up to about 45 miles an hour through here um on those really really truly windy days where you can't cast into the wind I will go and find a small lake or, you know, a, a creek bank or something like that. And I'll start catching, you know, creek chubs. I'll start catching small panfish that are inside that creek, small, you know, mud cats or whatever you want to call them, yellow cats, brown cats. Um, and I'm just, I, I'm, I'm constantly looking for that next big fish, whether it is a big catfish or a big, you know, sun, uh, sunfish of some sort.
0: Absolutely. I, I, I've been on a hot crappie bite up until this week. Um, they 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 left the, the flats here uh, where I fish uh, pretty much. The rivers have been, the uh, Fox River Waterway Agency has pretty much emptied the lakes uh, trying to get ready for those spring rains, and they didn't come this year. Usually we don't have much, too much flooding on rare occasion. We do. Um, but the problem is they were trying to, uh, minimize high water levels to where boating wasn't allowed because that's lost revenue for them. And it kind of bit them this year. So, uh, um, everything I've been hearing from like Ryan over setting hooks, a couple of my friends out on Facebook and stuff that the water is way low. I called one of my, uh. Uh, spots up, which happens to be right behind a bait shop that lets us fish back there, and the channels are empty. And right now they're in the channels for some reason. I don't, I can't figure out why they're in there. This time of year it doesn't make sense. Maybe it's similar to the flats, but that's so low I can't even get my boat into those channels. So I'm kind of in a in a waiting game right now. Uh, it says they're yeah. doing uh they're doing repairs. Lock is stuck wide open till they repair it, is what he's telling me. Okay, that's Ryan and Chad. What's going on, Ryan? And I did see, uh, I think it was Ratfish 1000, if I got your name wrong. I saw you scroll by here. Welcome. Welcome. We're, we're kicking uh, 66 people in here. And I saw a question from Stan, I think. Stan. Um, all right. Uh, as an honor to Lyle Stokes, please share out Catfish Weekly as much as you are Panfish Weekly, like Panfish Nation maybe. An honor. <laughs> oh, wait, he's having him as a guest on Monday. Very cool. Ooh, Congratulations, cool. Stan. That's right. He's going to be uh, on there with James and um, what's that guy's name? That's going to be with James on Monday nights. Chadwick. Chadwick. That's right. Chadwick. Congratulations Chadwick. on that again, Chad. Can't yeah. say it enough, buddy. Right. And it kind of looks like. S- Law cool to have him do that. So uh, I figured I'm going to switch it up, go after some channel cats again, hopefully this weekend, uh, at least do a little bank fishing. I don't know if I'll get the boat out. Um, It's either go fishing or stay home and and get the boat fished. It is Easter weekend for us, so uh, I'm having family over tomorrow, and then we have to go over to family on Sunday. So Saturday will be my only day to either fish or or get my boat totally ready to go. And when I mean that, it's it's ready to go, James. I just got to clean out and make sure nothing died in the compartments is what I'm thinking. Make sure the batteries are changed up and we're good. <clears throat> All right. So when you're when you're chasing uh, fish from the bank or panfish, uh, even the eater size channels, is, is there anything you do uh, um, that you'd like to share with the people in chat?
1: Yeah the 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 first thing I'll do, um, and this is I think this is a program that a lot of people overlook more than they do anything else, and that is Google Earth Pro between Google Earth and Google Earth Pro, um, those are two of the, the most visited sites that I will use because with Earth, uh, Google Earth Pro, you can actually go back over the years from the time that they started taking satellite imaging all the way up. And what I'm looking for is if I'm fishing a new body of water, I'm looking all around where access one that I think I can get to. The current you know models of the images and stuff like that they might be a year to two years old from google earth so but if you go scroll back you can see where you know all the trees are that kind of stuff what i'm looking for is i'm looking for right along the edge of the water i'm looking to see if a tree might have fallen in one year uh you know maybe slid out a little bit more to me it's the structure that i'm looking or I'm looking for where a creek bed might be running into it, especially if I'm going after, you know, uh, especially catfish and crappie boat. I will fish the mouth of a, an old creek bed because even during high water, you know, when you get a lot of rain and stuff like that, it may be, you know, small little trees or small sticks that are going to be pushed back out into that lake. And it, you know, there's, there's going to be a, a, an eddy created and it's going to sell. And it may not seem like, a, a lot to these people with, you know, the new electronics and stuff like that is, oh, that's just a little, you know, pile of small sticks. But if you, you know, if you think about it, that is structure for anything. And at some point in time, you know, I've seen massive crappie pulled off of, you know, tiny, tiny crappie beds. And where, or, you know, even where an old tree was that might have only been, you know, four or five inches around, but it's still there they're still hanging around that area so that's that's mainly what i look start looking for if i'm going to fish a new body of water is i'll go with google earth first then i'll hit you know google or google earth pro and i'll go back through the years and i'm looking for those marks um another thing i'll also do is i'll hit up the uh, missouri department of conservation website and find out if they've actually done any uh work there whether it's management Uh, what the the links are, you know, the the legal links, whether it's, you know, crappie, catfish, something like that. Then what I'm going to do is I'm also going to go to their page where they've actually marked where they might have dropped crappie beds or, you know, that kind of stuff. Or, as most of you know, a, a fishing dock or something like that. So...
0: Yeah, it those, makes a lot of sense, too.
1: Personal.
0: Yeah, I, I, I like to hit up uh, the DNR website to see what the, the, the stocking was and what their plans are and stuff like that. It gives you a little a, a bit of insight on, on what to expect when you get there. Uh, like you've been – also another thing I wanted to, to bring up that I like to, to, to keep in mind when I'm fishing, and, and I'm definitely going to check out that Google Pro, um, is old, um, old – timber versus new timber you're going to find a lot more fish on the old stuff than you are the new stuff i only bring that up so the people in chat realize that so if you see a pile of old logs out there or old branches old brush pile or whatever um hit that first the new ones uh, sure they're going to hold some fish but not like this i, I i've also come in uh, uh, scenarios where i've Fish, I'm fishing flats for for crappie or, or even bluegill or whatever, and uh, I happen to know it's really early in the season in Illinois here, um, so vegetation hasn't come back, and um, yep. I'll I'll see one stick in the water, and guess where the fish are hanging out? Oh yeah, right at right at That's that the, stick, right there. and they'll yep. move if if the wind goes to blow that stick around, uh, um, as long as some of it's underwater, they'll they'll, they'll they'll cling to that thing. So keep an eye on stuff like that. People, when you're out there fan, uh, pan fishing. So, uh, I do see uh, outside with the haze. Hey, thanks for coming in outside with the haze. And I did see another Dockery fine young gentleman. Uh, where is he? Bo is it Bowen or Bowden James Bowen, right? It's Bowling. Yeah. It's Bowling. Welcome. Glad to have you and your brother here. There he is. Um,
1: His wife is so much nicer, though, than he is, and and such a sweetheart. She really is. Yeah. So, yeah. Even with in-laws like you? Well, yeah. I mean, and and me and her, I mean, we understand each other, and, and, you know, we have the understanding that if something ever happens between the two of them, we get her in the divorce. So, that's Mm -hmm. it's just the way it
0: is. He's on his own? Yeah. Big hook welcome. So, tell me about i know your children on, are a little so, bit older used
1: to- stan had a question about how much google, uh google earth pro is and i'm not for sure when it comes to technology and stuff like that i usually hand yeah, my computer and over to katie and go here maybe I, I this is what i need and she does it as Marcus is smiling because he knows this is true he's actually mm-hmm. seen me do it um mm-hmm. but they actually have a free pro uh, free version of google earth pro you just have to go and look it up online
0: so just looking for some more questions here. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to bring up, um, I know you, you have some, you're, you're, you have some children that are out of the house. I know you have one young one that's still in the house. Um, h- yep. how do you treat fishing with kids? And you do a lot of this for, for, um, the Missouri department of Conversa- conservation too. So uh, I wanted to take a little time to talk about this stuff.
1: Um, for the most part, if I'm taking a small kid fishing, I won't even take my fishing equipment. If I have to take them a fishing pole, that's, you know, that's fine, you know, whatever. Uh, but for the majority part, it, depending on how old they are, it's all about them, all right? I I want them to be able to get down there in the water. I want to put them on, you know, one to 20 fish, depending on how long they want to stay and what they're done and they want to go that's it we pack up you know and we're gone and it's it's either okay we're going to hit a different spot or we're just done for the day because the last thing you want to do is get a kid out there and spend eight hours with you know a kid that doesn't want to be there more than 20 or 30 minutes so if that if they want to go fishing take them fishing just expect you know to come home at, you know, pretty early or earlier than what you would like to have. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's the way I've always handled it. Unless it was my oldest son and then it's like, no, you're staying out here with me. And and if it was my youngest son, it was, we were always going bluegill fishing. He loves bluegill fishing, guys. I mean, I'm serious. <laughs> you should ask him about that. Okay?
0: Who doesn't love bluegill fishing? There's nothing wrong with that.
1: Well, yeah, but the, here, and here's, here's why he hates bluegill fishing is – the way that we taught the kids how to play is we'd go down to the farm ponds and we would catch 20 or 30 bluegill and we would bring them home. And the young, we would make the kids learn how to fillet fish off of bluegill. Even, even the small ones that we caught, we would, we would make them play. And Bowen would mess them up more often than not. So he was stuck on bluegill duty for years, (laughs) a lot longer than Harley was. And all this stuff. Um, but he, he finally, he finally got married and, and ran away from home. And now I have no one to cling my bluegill. And even his wife, you know, she's like, she's trying to figure out a way to get him back up here without him knowing about it, to do just that, <laughs> just to go bluegill fishing. So
0: yeah, he says he's ready to have you, uh, come teach your grandson to fish. So that's, that's always cool. That's gotta be special. I know you're a pretty big family guy as much as people give you the business, um, so how important is it for the young kids when you take young kids for them to catch fish?
1: Um, I, I think it is. I mean they the way I look at it is, is if they're not going out and they're not actually catching fish, especially when they're young, when they're a little bit older, you know, they they all understand the not every time you go out will you catch a fish. So if I'm taking a small kid out for the first time or you know, the the 10th time I'm taking him to a place that I know the fish are and they're thick. And, you know, chances are it's a, it's a small fishing pond. It's a small city lake, something to where I know that they're going to catch fish. And that's, that's, that's usually the way that it, it is for, I don't know, at least the first year. And eventually they'll get to the point of they're tired of catching, you know, the small ones, or I've been known to, Take them down during carp season uh for snagging and that gets them that gets them hooked quick i mean you hook into a five or a ten pound carp on what essentially is an ultralight that's an marsh.
0: asian carp you're talking about right
1: that is it okay that, well if there's asian carp there's buffalo uh, smallmouth buffalo and largemouth buffalo inside these okay and and asian is also called silver carp yes okay um but uh, you get them hooked onto that, and that's all they want to talk about. I mean, they're ready to go back the very next day, and you get messages from their parents going, "What did you do to my child?" Now you know he won't stop talking about going fishing, and so it's it's pretty funny.
0: And Bones saying uh, that uh, I can personally say that he is great fishing with kids. He actually helped me get my state record and let me catch it when he knew uh, that the fish was. Was in that area and he let me have it for myself. Oh. Yeah, See, you're not he, so mean and grumpy after all. Well, I I know, but you know, I you, I, mean, you I want me to the... have him booted so it it keeps your cover or what?
1: Oh, that would be funny. That would be funny. So
0: <laughs> make the request. Like we got some moderators in there. Uh, I remember taking my niece's bluegill fishing when we had our camper out in Darlington, Wisconsin. Uh, our camper was in a uh, in a park, right? and they had like a a little ten acre lake if if even that and um we would just bluegill fish like every every Saturday and Sunday morning where we were there, and they would have a blast. But you're absolutely right. I didn't get much fishing done at all yeah.
1: and, and you no. and you well you'll get more frustrated and you know it, it just seems like. I've seen parents take it out on kids because you know, they'll get hung up on a rock or a tree
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, you know, they'll snap the line off. And the parent is, you know, basically you can tell they're getting frustrated because they, they want to fish and it's best just to leave your stuff at home and concentrate on, you know, teaching that kid how to fish, how to properly hold that fish, how to properly release the fish, all this stuff. So
0: absolutely.
1: But uh, somebody and, uh, in there. said that, uh, I've got a lot of different fish in my ponds these i'm fishing i very rarely, well, seldom do i ever fish my own fishing ponds here on the house um, i'm going to thomas hill i'm going to long branch i'm going to the mississippi the missouri uh thomas hill mark twain i i just if there's a new spot that i haven't fished i were driving to it at some point in time throughout the year absolutely
0: I can attest yeah. to that too, because I know when he's out fishing and stuff, and seldom isn't in his own pond. So, um, somebody asked out here uh, if we fished Hill Jack Y'all ever fish for shell crackers? I don't have any in my area. Um, I don't know about you, James. Do you have any shell crackers in your area? Oh yeah, we do. You do? Yeah. We? I haven't come across yeah. any yet. But you know, if, if after the show, if you'd like to go back on the Panfish Weekly, we have a guest. Uh, um, John Jeffcoat, he's a big, and he's got some big, big, big uh, shell crackers, monster, uh, monster ones. <laughs> yeah. That he actually showed us the the the, the taxidermy work uh, during the show. So uh, I highly recommend you go back and check that if you're into shell crackers. He had a lot to say. Uh, Fishing stuff. What's going on, Keith? How you doing, Bud? Uh, we all talking brim brim. What is br- brim. brim?
1: What is brim? What is I don't brim? Know.
0: What is brim? Yeah.
1: Well, you know, there's there's so many different names out there for all these fish. And and I'm not trying to throw Creole under a bus because, I mean, he is the bus driver. We would all crash with him. But, you know, they've got so many different names for fish down there. There's so many different names for fish up here. There's so many, you know, all this stuff. But we're talking, you know, you've got bluegill. You've got red-eared sunfish, green-eared sunfish, orange-spotted yeah. sunfish, um, pumpkin seeds. Lock, filler, uh, Ozarks, shadowback, you know, all these different names that the conservation department has labeled these fish. And most people will go, Oh, that's a brim or that's a bluegill.
0: That's a bluegill. and
1: Yeah. So they're all classified as, you know, either brim or bluegill to a lot of people. I think
0: I I've think always, call, I've really always called yellow. them bluegill. I mean, this is pretty much what I call them. I call them red breasts because those are the really big ones I catch right green sunfish cuz that's like my main source of flathead bait right and then yes. and then there's bluegills and then there's bluegills um but i know there's you know pumpkin seeds and, and regulars and hybrids yep. and all of those so uh uh yeah the, the, the you could get really into it but you know, make it as complicated as you want to. If, if you're into identifying those species, um, checking them off a list, let's say you want to catch all the species yep. of panfish, more power to you. That's actually a a goal that I've been considering taking on maybe in the next year since I've been asked to to help out with the show. I think that would be kind of cool to do, maybe even a, do like a video over a long period of time of, of the actual you know, chase them all down, but that might mean a trip to somewhere where there are said shell crackers, and I could think of a worse thing to do. I could think true. of two there people. I'd, I can think of two people I'd like to, to 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 fish for shell crackers with, and one of them's in Texas, and one of them's in Carolina.
1: Yeah, so. this is true. There are some uh, of the species that we have here in Missouri uh, that are in southern Missouri, so hmm. I, I, it's one of those. I plan on making a trip down south this year um, and staying a couple of days and fishing around in that area with a couple of people, uh, mo Creek, uh, Parker Suits, the old guy, Lyle Stokes, um, and, you know, and, and some of the others down through that way. Uh, but they've got some, uh, some fish that we don't have up here as, as far as the sunfish uh, grouping that I would love to go after and mark those off my little bucket list of, of fish that, I want to, you know, to be able to say, hey, yeah, I got one. And as you, as know, you know, I mean, we we have yellow uh, perch up here in a lake not that far from us, and those have been my Achilles heel. I, I was have bring that picked up. your brain. I have picked your brain, I have picked other people's brains. I for what was it? Almost three weeks straight. Almost every single day, I was down there on that water trying to hook into one and I just couldn't do it i couldn't find them so yeah i'm, I'm still not giving up yet
0: you know, unless it's the right time of year i can't really target them but i, I boom they'll show up out of nowhere every now and then for me uh, around here if i go north they're they're a little more and, and i can't tell you how much you know how delicious those little swimming fish sticks are it tastes like crappie only in fish stick form so <laughs> And you can get them pretty big. We we gotta go. We we need to go perch fishing either downtown. I don't know if I can get you into the city, or we can just drive like we were talking up to um, what pool is that? Where that barge is at? Clements barges. Uh,
1: that would be Lock and Dam number eight.
0: Number eight, yeah. They have some yes. big jumbos in there. That might be a um. That's that trip for us to we make. We were
1: we were this close to going up there this year and katie was like well you you've got mendota already and then you've got you know uh going to southern missouri so but she's mad at me because she lost a bet again
0: (laughs) what was the wager
1: uh whether or not i was actually gonna have to have surgery on my foot and i was okay i was not going to get surgery down on my foot and she was hoping i think she was hoping that i was they were gonna cut me open everyone thinks she's all sweet and innocent and she's not
0: so <laughs> how dare you she's a fine yes, young lady yes, yes, yeah. sweet thing yeah uh, all right so um when when do uh, panfish really start doing well by you what kind of um, weather I'm conditions, actually, rather than just time of year, let's go into details so people can relate to uh, conditions, amount of sunlight, things like that in their areas, because everybody's different.
1: Usually usually this, the first part of the second the ice starts coming off the waters here in Missouri, about maybe a week after that, you'll start catching some some decent-sized panfish uh, up in, in where you can find... I say lily pads or, you know, the edge of weed lines and stuff like that. They're, they're staging up in there. Um, this year, it was, I want to say it was about a week and a half ago, I was just knocking big, big massive
0: bluegills. I and, saw those pictures. Um,
1: Red-ear sunfish, and I was fishing in three feet of water and probably not more than 10 feet out from the, the bank. So, I mean, any time of year is really, you know, is really good if you, you know, if you get the right conditions. And we're talking the wind's been blowing in the right way. Um, you know, you can catch any type of fish anywhere if you know exactly, you know, how they're staging up, when mm-hmm. they're staging up. And that's why, I mean, I, people don't realize this. Um, I've got hundreds of books on all different types of North American fish. That I am constantly reading up on. I'm constantly reading up on their habitats, their life cycles, their you know what they're classified as, uh, why you know when they're breeding, when they're you know when they're not, because I want to be able to understand when I hit a body of water, whether it's in my kayak or a boat or a fishing tube, that I can go and target those fish immediately. I'm not, you know, searching around because I'm not using electronics. All I'm doing is, is I'm sight fishing. If I see a weed line, I'm thinking, okay, this is, you know, a weed line that you know is going to hold some fish, whether it's a bass, you know, a sunfish, a crappie, mm-hmm. something like that. So, I mean, I, now would be a perfect time to get out and get on some of these, even in your bigger bodies of water. This lake that I was fishing at uh, was Lake Show me over in Memphis, Missouri. And it's a fairly decent sized lake. Um, but it's got some monster, monster bluegill and red-eared fish in it that, I mean, a lot of people would just love to have. We're talking 9 and a half, 10 10-inch fish, so.
0: Very cool stuff. Up here, it's a little different. Our ice goes out pretty close to the same time yours does, but our weather lags a while. So yeah. you guys are getting warmed up. You've, you've had a couple of 70-degree days, am I not mistaken? Yeah. I think we've had yeah. we've had yeah. one. Um, so basically, the crappie will come in before that because crappie aren't as temperature well. They're not as air temperature sensitive as as bluegills and some fish I'm starting to learn um, as we're moving forward. So uh, uh, usually, what happens is around the time the uh, the daffodils start to pop is when the crappies are in the flats, right after the ice, and the, sometimes daffodils. That's when they're in first. That's when they're full. Blown. That's one of the things I've noticed. Not don't 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 use that as a thing. I'm just kind of comparing it to. And by the time they're kind of died down and the tulips are starting to pop, is when the, the, the panfish up here uh, start to do pretty well. So um
1: right. And a lot of times I, what I tell usually tell people is 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 if when I say, you know, when I give information, say like the state of Missouri, you know, our the the length of a crappie, how it grows and and all this stuff, um, it's different for every state it's different from every body of water that you ever fish in. I mean, just because you're catching fish in one area of a, you know, of a lake, you go to a different lake and you're thinking, okay, well, this is, you know, kind of the same depth and it, you know, it's the same structure, all this stuff. I'm, you know, surely I'm going to you know do really, really good here with these fish. You don't necessarily do that well because it's a totally different body of water. So, I mean, you're, you have to do your homework, you know, and, and, your due diligence, and don't get me wrong, there are several of those, you know, days I have fished this year, came back home with big goose eggs.
0: Yeah, just, me too. I
1: couldn't find them. I, you know, no matter what I did, what I threw, they they just were not interested. I could see fish hitting the tops of the water, and, you know, so I knew they were they had moved up, but they just, nothing I had were, you know, was interesting enough for them to get on
0: yeah i i I agree um so what's your baits of choice when you're chasing a panfish james what's that what are your baits of choice for chasing panfish what do you like to use
1: uh i'm i'm gonna go with there's there's three types that i will go with one would be a tube jig always a tube jig um i mean i've got thousands upon thousands of those in my bag um I'm going to go with the solid body of either you know a small curly tail and we're talking micro curly tail and if all push you know comes to shove i i'm going to use a nightcrawler. crawler but that's only for you know the bluegill and you know pr- shell crackers and that kind of stuff but for the majority part i'm throwing small plastic jigs tube jigs and it could be anywhere from a 16th ounce all the way down to you know, 164. You just to get them just to, to fall that much shorter or slower. So slower. That's that's yeah. That's and, and I'm, and there are times when you know trolling behind a, a kayak or a tube. You know, you're kicking. you Save your life when you're doing the trolling behind a tube, Um if the wind's not blowing. But I'll I'll troll them behind. I'll you know slow roll them. Uh, just. Throwing out as far as I can and reeling it back in, and others times I'm putting it on a a weighted uh, bobber at a certain depth, and I'm just I'm just setting it there and I'm popping it slowly just to get that little bit of a uh, of a jerk reaction and having that lure come up and slowly fall back slowly down. Fall is more than likely, yeah. So many times we'll actually get a a crappie or a, a bluegill and to strike that bait.
0: I think a big misconception with a lot of people is that the um, size of a jig head and the weight of a jig head has to do with um, the size of the fish you're, you you want to catch. When it doesn't, uh, when you're talking panfish and stuff, you're talking about rate of fall. If anything, um, some sometimes they they like that fast falling bait where they they're they're very they're they're, they're very reactive, and sometimes they just want to be you know, teased, so to speak, by just watching falling until they can't take it anymore. So, uh, uh, right. if you're looking for and jigs, there, it's always good. Right. And there's also times when, if you're
1: fishing, say, off of a dock or off of a boat or something like that, and, you you know, you know that there's fish down there and they're not hitting on that ball, if you just take it and you slowly start to bring that jig up, you know, and we're just talking, you know, an, an inch or so, and then, you know, counting one too and you're just slowly bringing it up sometimes that'll trigger them it just it depends on you know the day of the week you you literally have to try everything in your arsenal to get these sometimes to get these fish to bite
0: which is why uh, you know the good thing about ice fishing is you can see all that happen on a on a flasher you can absolutely see see the reaction. You can see when you make a wrong move, you can see when you make a right move. You can see the difference in in choosing and changing the type of bait. Um, that's why, you know, open water fishing is a little more difficult for, you know, smaller fish because you're not seeing what the reaction is if you don't. Even if you have a boat sonar unless it's live scope, you're not seeing the reaction, which is why, you know, electronics like live scope and and Mega, and all of that stuff, and the new Mega Live, and and the Lorance products and stuff are are really blowing people's minds, because they're seeing what ice fishermen have seen forever, uh, which is part of the reason people are really ice fishing fanatics. Um, I mean, I've had a time where I fished, you know, for like an hour straight with nothing, 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 and I could see them on the bottom, Uh, but as soon as I changed to a, a color and a longer profile, they came screaming up. It was ridiculous. I don't think it was time of day. It was in the middle of the day, so, you know, the sun didn't really move that far in the sky. Um, Plus, there was four inches of snow on the ice, so they wouldn't know it anyways. Um, Stuff like that. Just keep trying until something works. Uh, But you got to make sure there's actual fish there. And a lot of times, somebody asked me if I used minnows when I'm crappie fishing. If I'm in, like, unfamiliar water, I'll start with minnows. I'm not too proud to use a minnow and and a float. You know, on a on a Aberdeen hook, uh, right. if you can get them, to, but sometimes you can't even get them to bite on a minnow where you can on a jig, which is still yep. something that I'm trying to figure out some sort of way of of, of dividing and conquering them up when it comes to that. But w- we'll get it figured out. Well, I think that's going to be a, a gut thing more than anything should, that comes after right. time.
1: And there shouldn't be any. I mean, there's there's no shame in going after crappie with minnows or not at all bait catfish you know all that stuff it's whatever you're comfortable with is what you know and and if you know that something that you have in your tackle box works use it you know don't pay attention to you know what everybody else is using um and, and you know and i've told the story before and, and I'll, I'll tell it again you know i've i've studied water you know i've I know what color to use, you know, when the water's, you know, a shade off of clear or stained or whatever the case may be. And every single time I take Katie crappie fishing, she will outfish me hands down because she will look inside my crappie bag and go, oh, well, that's a pretty color. And put that on and she's just knocking them left and right. And it's just, you know. It's nothing that I've done wrong, and it's nothing that she's doing extremely right because you know she's sitting right over there, and so I can't say that she's actually right or she'll do the whole "I told you so." But you um, know, a lot of it comes down just to to luck of the draw. You know, you can be you can be marking fish left and right. If those fish are not interested in what you're putting down there in front of their face, they're just not going to bite it.
0: I agree. Let's say hello to uh, Jim, Kentucky Catman Outdoors Adventures. Hey, what's going on, Jim? I saw I saw saw Ace come in there and say hello. What's going on, Ace? Um, Let's talk a little bit about tying jigs. You guys know that we do that on Saturday nights every now and then. Uh, It's become an addiction for at least the three of us and a bunch of other people. I even saw um, Gabby's dad put out a video today. Uh, about tying a jig, he tied a, a skipjack jig today, which was kind of cool. He was using a little bit of ribbon uh that I haven't seen as of yet, but it looked like it would definitely catch fish. How's your uh, jig tying experience come along so far? Is it fulfilling, frustrating? Are you trying them to trying to I, catch fish on what you're tying?
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm trying to catch fish. uh My problem is, I bit off way more than I can chew. All right, I. You guys got to talking about these, you know, tying up your own jigs and how much fun it was and all this stuff. And so I went down to Bass Pro Shop. I begged and pleaded Katie to, you know, let me buy everything I needed. Had to throw myself on the floor, kicking and screaming like a toddler, you know. And I eventually got it just to shut me up. And I got back here and I ordered a thousand jig heads. And I thought, all right, I'm just going to paint them myself. And that just did not go over well at all so I ordered another five hundred and had them shipped to somebody else to have them
0: painted for me.
1: And you know, we get and Eric Massey's the one that's painting for me and he does beautiful work. So but uh, but no, I got I some coming from Eric money. too. I know and I he, he caught a hold of me. He's like man he goes because I am swamped it's gonna be wild. I'm like hey I understand you know he's a busy man he does great work so you know when you when they get here they get here. So for now, I'm I'm you know hand painting each each jig head. So, but uh, but no, it's actually kind of fun. Really, I mean it's 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 a lot know, of fun. I thought it
0: would weird. be worse. My vision isn't the greatest, and I thought it would be a lot worse than it was. But I, I think uh, it, it went fairly well. Uh, we'd given away a couple of jigs. We said about Ohio and for life. Matt says that he hasn't gotten his yet. I, I sent him regular mail. Um, I'm hoping that's what's happening. It's got to be maybe a week today that I sent it out, so uh, let, 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 let's give it a couple more days. I apologize for that, but uh, yeah, just so you guys all know, we do tie them uh, every now and then. You got to be subscribed to the channel, have the bell notification on, um, so you'll see them pop up on Saturday nights, whether or not we're doing it. So uh, we may not, we may start announcing it. It's pretty much a hey, what's going on? What are you doing? Type of thing and. And uh, we can have like either two of us, three of us, four of us on there, and we all kind of just hang out and do that, and it, it, it's a good time. We're, you know, uh, as far as me and James, we're we're no pros. I, am I wrong in saying that, James, or no?
1: No, you no, you are dead no. on. I am, I am still struggling, you know, but with, with the whole
0: added to that, the first one I tied, <laughs> I I caught a fish on. I caught a bunch of fish on the first one I ever tied, which just goes to prove that it's it's not as difficult as you think. That right. I was kind yeah, of worried and about it. it.
1: Right. I was using some of mine uh, for crappie fishing earlier and I'm, I'm catching some crappie. They're not big monster ones, but I don't think the big ones have moved up yet. These are just the small ones mm-hmm. that are being chased by something bigger. that are like, I'm going to get one last meal where I bite the big one. So mm-hmm. but I, I've been doing all right.
0: I, uh, Picked up, uh, I think it was like a, I'm going to guess, right around a two-pound bass. It was a pretty decent bass. I'm probably underestimating it to begin with. Um, and a bunch of smaller crappie with them. Um, so it was kind of fun. It was a simple pattern. Um, it was easy to do. I mean, I went out and I bought a kit. At, actually, I got the kit from, uh, uh, what was it, from Cabela's. It was on sale at Christmas time. I think it was a whole 39 bucks. It came with all the hardware needed. All I had to do was go out and get, you know, the jig heads and, and whatever, you know, fancy.
1: Well, these are, uh, these are the ones that Gabby's dad sent me. Let me see if I can get that. Oh, those are cool.
0: Yeah. He was talking about them earlier. I think he wanted you to show them off. There you go. Those are cool.
1: Those are cool. And I haven't had a chance to use them yet, being able, because they've been sitting up on the bait cooler. And every time I get ready to go, I just totally space them. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them a shot. Like I said, we're going catfishing tomorrow morning uh, for most of the day. And if we can get a limit of channel cats, then we're going to probably switch over and go after some crappie if the wind's not too terribly bad. So I may try to remember to take those and see how well they do.
0: My, my biggest concern about this is that I'm going to pick up a fly rod one of these days and it's gonna go from not just having catfish gear, crappie gear, it's gonna have fly tying stuff and fly rod and reel.
1: Yeah. And yeah. well and, and rumor has it somebody has got a a new uh fly tying device that they're gonna be playing around with too. So we're gonna to have to, hmm. you know, they're gonna they're gonna be yeah. learning about that. So it's it's gonna be a fun experience for all the way around
0: that'll be good hopefully we'll be able to do that on here that'll be kind of cool
1: yeah but uh, absolutely yeah i've I've never i've never used a fly rod um i think it would be actually something i'd kind of like to try at least once but uh just to say i've I've done it
0: you know um we have our stocker trout season here right in in the fall they stock a place that's actually an old hatchery that went out of business so it's a big concrete it's a big concrete pool pretty much like the size, yeah. like maybe four or five Olympic swimming pools. I want to say, I'm guessing, don't quote me on that. So they stock that in the fall and then they stock one of the forest preserves here in the, um, in the spring. And that's just in my County. Those are the only two places. Well, there's three places. The third one's way, uh, uh, way Northwest of here. It's, it's a Creek that they stock in and, uh, I'm not big on wearing waders being a big guy. It's kind of not my thing. So I fished those, and the last time we were in there, there was a guy fishing for trout with a fly rod. Nobody was catching anything, and he was slaying them, one after another. He had his, yeah, he had his limit in like no time because here the DNR wants you to take everything you catch. So he was in, he was in and out in like twenty minutes, and his five, and he was done. uh, He was kind of upset. He wanted to sit there and and play with his little uh, streamer, right? (laughs) The
1: the place that's down the road from us, that they usually put uh, trout in, uh, they'll put it in in November, and you're not allowed to keep any of them until the first part of February. So it's all catch and release. So, I mean, mm-hmm. and you see guys down there just fly fishing every single day. And they're, yeah, they, they do are. that
0: here too. Two you weeks, know, they're, two they're weeks prior not- to opening day is catch and release, no barb fly fishing. They let you do that.
1: Yep. Yeah. Up here, it's no scent. You can't have anything that's scented, no type of worm or bait or, you know, anything like that. It so you could use, like, panther
0: martins and stuff. and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And, you know, that's another thing that I like doing um, at, at, at a couple of my panfish spots is getting, like, the smallest panther martin I can find. I like the the black one with the, with the yellow dots and the gold spinner. That's probably my favorite. And panfish will bite that just like anything else will. Just get yourself a real small one, get some really light line, get yourself a nice limber ultralight rod and, and have at it. And I'll tell you what, you, you catch one of them uh eight-inch uh red belly sunfish on a uh on an ultralight with three pound test and on on a little panther martin, it's 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 really really fun. Oh, That's yeah. a good time. So so yep. So, how often are you using stuff like that, or, or or are you just jigging for panfish mostly?
1: Um, I'm mainly jigging for panfish. I really, it. Yeah. I mean, I, I love dead sticking uh for panfish, or you know, I'm It's it's kind of funny. Um, I I I will stop bluegill fishing and pan fishing altogether once they start to spawn. Once they start to to dig their nests and stuff like that, I I'll stay away from the bluegill, and the shell crackers and stuff like that because I don't want to disturb that uh, that nesting site or anything like that. So I just I tend to leave them alone and I'll go after crappie or I'll go after channel cats or something like that. Uh, but uh, for the most part, I mean I'm I'm throwing a lure constantly. I'm throwing mm-hmm. something somewhere, whether it's if it's in a creek, if it's in a big river. Um, as you guys know, I love catching silver cats. Um, it's it's a hobby of mine. Yeah,
0: but, is that uh, what you're calling I'm, it?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's cool. exactly what I'm calling it. But uh, but no, they we we spend a lot of time fishing the big rivers and stuff like that. And what we'll do over there, even for panfish, we'll just throw out a nightcrawler. And just let it sit there on the bottom in the current, and you know you never know what you're going to catch over on on the yeah. river. So, and that's the that's the fun part about it.
0: Nightcrawler is probably the best bait for all fish. You, you're always going to catch something. Somebody asked in Catfish Weekly once, "What's the best cat? What's the best bait for catfish?" And everybody's saying, you know, uh, uh, chad, bluegill, chicken, stink bait, liver, and I'm like, worms. Night crawlers. Yep. night crawlers. Oh yeah, and and nobody could argue with it. They're all like, yeah, I guess you kind of got a point, but they, that's true for any uh, uh breed of fish that they, they'll all bite it, and some they'll, do better with red, red worms. Yeah, yep. red worms and, and stuff. There's all sorts of it, but I mean, when that water gets up onto the grass, what do you think they're eating, people? That that's how they they know what night crawlers are. When I was a real young man, I was like, you know, I'd ask my grandfather, I'm like, how do they even know what a worm is? But they, they seem to know. They, they, they really know. know. Yep. They really, really know.
1: Ugh. Yeah, somebody put in their uh, catalpa worms. You know, we've got one of the trees here. And so far, I have yet to, uh, to find any of them on there. And it's just irritating to me. So... is not you a little far north for
0: them? them? That's a south thing, isn't it?
1: Um, the, the trees are all over the place up there here. And yeah. we had a lady that... Uh, I had traded a whole bunch of mushrooms because she was digging trees up out of her yard small little saplings and i you know i was like hey i'll trade you a you know bag of mushrooms for a couple of those trees And she she took me up on it nice. so I, I planted those and now i've got a big talbot tree in my yard and it's like all right guys come on let's let's get some of those worms that everyone keeps talking about going so
0: papa ed says a good one too he said uh crickets Yes, that's a yeah. really good bait too. That's a fun one to fish with too, because you can see them top strikes. They're, they're that's always fun. Even the little oh, yeah. plastic ones that you get in the uh, that you get from uh, um from Berkeley, those phony ones. They they actually don't work half bad either. I've had some pretty good success <laughs> with them in my day. So they're always they're always fun to see them hit. Uh, and that's another thing. Uh, I think uh, uh, somebody asked earlier about poppers. That might be something fun to tie and try. That's something that I'm yeah, I'm willing to look into. See, this this where I kind of this whole thing about panfish—you can just try different things and see how successful you can be. Try to master, you know, using this bait or that bait. I have some micro crank baits. I might send you a couple, James. You might get a package one of these days. Those are pretty fun to catch them on. Uh, well, just pretty cool stuff. Know, and, but,
1: and the one thing I mean, I I stress to people, you know, all the time. You do not always catch fish. You don't always. I mean, you can even go out with red worms and still not catch, you know, fish that time. So, you know, and it's just the enjoyment of of being out there, you know, being off the internet, away from the drama and the news and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. That's what keeps me going. You know, I want to be out there on the water or near the water, or I'm out in the timber doing something or. I'm always out, you know, exploring or doing something, and like I said, this this year has bit me in the butt because of that stupid foot injury, and I'm looking forward to
0: actually getting back. Uh, out still, there still, you still did all right. yeah, you're still doing all right. Uh, the, yeah, know, doing not, all right. Don't weird, even, dude. don't even quit complaining, or don't even no, start no, complaining. No, no. I am <laughs> complaining.
1: I am complaining. I mean, it's really limited in me as far as you know, and I'm the sad thing is is it's forced me to fish more around these docks and and you guys have ruined dock fishing for me
0: so on that note james it's been a pleasure talking to you like it always is i always have a lot of fun doing that um if you're listening at home and you're not uh, logged in or you're not in chat and you're not a subscriber Please subscribe to Panfish Nation. We really appreciate it. Uh, We have a lot of guests. Our back catalog has guests like uh, uh, Babe Winkleman in it, definitely. Me and Lyle do solo chats. We do uh, our fly tying. We have O'Neill Williams on there. He's one of them. And we got some pretty big ones coming too. Uh, there's a lot of knowledge. We we like to hang out. We like to talk more of a family-orientated fishing um, that everybody in this country does. I don't care what kind of fisherman you are. I know salmon guys who go for panfish. I know bass guys that go for yep. panfish. Everybody, everybody catches them. Um, so uh, we really appreciate it. So uh, please uh, hit the like on your way out. Subscribe if you're not subscribed. Also, uh, I'm going to plug my channel, Catfish and Crappie. Uh, if you are a subscriber I got a new video out. I do a review of the um, uh, Whisker Seekers uh, Multi Tackle Box Month Two. You can check that out. Uh, that was kind of a cool, fun video to do. I get to act kind of like a fool at the beginning, which is a new experience. Well, no, I'm a fool all the time, so I'm not going to say it's a new experience. Not new, more. It's
1: not new. Mark. It's not new.
0: Thanks again to Lyle for letting us have this opportunity to be on Panfish Nation. We really appreciate it. Thank you all for being here. So uh, I'm going to ask the producer. Uh, we're going to say good night. You can uh, take us out of this, Mr. Producer. We'll talk to you later.
1: Night, everybody. Good Thank night. Just, Bye-bye. Now we're stuck here.
0: Yeah, let's he's see if he leaves us hanging here.
1: He's wandered mm-hmm.
0: off yet again. <laughs> He is. He's leaving us. We can keep talking.
1: Well, I said, you know, sure. Why not? I mean,
0: Catfish Weekly you know. on Monday. Make sure you check that out. Roger tomorrow. Not Roger tomorrow. I'm sorry. Uh, you got Stan tomorrow. Stan and Creole tomorrow. Saturday is Mike Greenwald. Sunday is Palmetto and Avid. Monday, you got Chad and James on Catfish Weekly on Lyle's Catfish Weekly. We're going to call that. You sending them yes. a message?
1: No, I'm I'm telling, I'm telling your uh, brother something. So.
0: Oh, okay. And yeah, Tuesday, yeah.
1: And and Monday
0: <laughs> after after, catfish weekly is uh, my show, the catfish and crappie show. Um, I gotta still find a guest. I had a guest cancel. I mean, we'll get it. We'll get it worked out. Tuesday is going to be a Flint Hill catfishing on Rogers show. So I'm looking forward to that. And Wednesdays, obviously, is Patriot James catfishing. So if I've missed anybody, Stan fishes on Sundays. And help me out here, James.
1: <laughs> I have no idea. I really don't. And I'm I'm concentrating on other things. I've got, Katie has bothered me, guys. I mean, she really enjoyed mm-hmm. this today. So, I, I've had to yell at her multiple times today so far. Be nice to me. <laughs> oh, Creole from the bank uh, to the boat tomorrow night. That's that's who the other one was with uh, Stan.
0: That's yeah. That's the stand. Standing Creoles from bank to bolt. Yep. Bank, bank to That's what it is. Oh, I was a guest on that show last Friday. I had a lot of fun. It was a good time.
1: There you go. All righty. Well, I suppose one of us probably ought to get a hold of uh, Cindy or Lyle and,
0: you know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If I could, we could invite guests on here if we knew how to. If we'd make sure he'd let them in.
1: And Christine is yelling at me now. We got about Katie. I'm apparently not supposed to be messing with Katie anymore.
0: (laughs) Let's see what they. Yeah, let's see what people are saying in chat here. Uh, two stands fishing he is the guest on Monday night. Stan is reminding us. I'm sure he's super excited about that. Uh, do I have any more hats? Uh, here's here's a uh, breaking. I've said this, but I am in the process of getting a store set up. Uh, and this store is going to be like a two-week sale. Um, once the sale over, then we print to order, and, and they'll go out. So uh, I'm looking forward to, do that, to, to doing that. I got your standard stuff and, and a, hopefully a couple of surprises for everybody, and they'll, they'll like it. Eric Burnside, if you're still here, yes, a, a beanie is going to be included in that if you choose to, or a bog and whatever you call it, depending on the, the, uh, the part of the country you're from. Uh, they will be available there. Yeah. Um, we're still scrolling through here. We're talking about crickets, katabo worms. I thought katabo worms were just the name of the katabas it's not the actual tree, James. I learned something new tonight. No,
1: I three. Yep. Here's something that you guys may not know. Uh, a like a a male bluegill, a smaller male bluegill, a true bluegill. Well, the if the big, larger males are already on their beds and stuff like that, they will actually change their colors to look like a female. To go in there and sneak in there and, you know, have their way with the females and not get run off by the big males.
0: Hmm. I did not know that. Sneakers. Yes.
1: Sneakers. All right,
0: Lyle. I think I think we're ready, buddy. Why don't you take us out of here? Good night, everybody. Again. Everybody's.